FIA Extra Credit. This short-form podcast will hit your feeds every week opposite the main HeyYA show, and the focus is on a separate Normal Klein book in each episode. Klein was an early YA writer doing work similar to that of Judy Bloom in the 1970s and 1980s that pushed boundaries and dove into topics so few others were approaching at the time. I'm your host, Kelly Jensen. You can get a complete schedule of books to be discussed in the show notes. Uh, today's episode will cover Family Secrets, which came out in 1985. I believe it was November 1985. And uh, this is one of her later books. She, um, I, I didn't put these in any particular order other than wanting to start with one of her more well-known titles and end with one of her more well-known titles. So in between, I sort of um, space them out with no particular order. And, um, let's, let's start this episode the same way we started the first episode. And I'm going to read the Kirkus review of this one. Um, actually, before I, I dive in, I, I do want to say that one of the things I'm going to talk about quite a bit with this book is, is weight and, uh, body image issues. So if that's something that you are particularly sensitive to, listen with care or, uh, go ahead and skip this one. Uh, the, the long and short of it is there are a lot of issues with that in this particular title. And, um, I want to dive into that a little bit. So, uh, listen with care. Here is the Kirkus review for Family Secrets. Klein's latest is neither for the naive reader nor the easily shocked. It's brimming with four-letter words and ideas. Although it contains no explicit sex, much of the book's content is very adult. What starts as a summer romance for 17-year-olds Peter and Leslie turns into a bizarre soap opera when their parents divorce. Leslie's mother marries Peter's father, and Leslie and Peter find themselves stepsister and stepbrother as well as lovers. The relationship first suffers, then strengthens, while the new marriage crumbles. Peter's mother, meanwhile, moves to Chicago to find herself. Leslie's father, a seemingly mild-mannered victim of the divorce, confesses to Leslie that he had affairs during his marriage, and Peter's father abruptly leaves his new wife for another woman. Despite everything, Peter and Leslie manage to remain intact enough to get into the colleges of their choices and head for new, more normal lives. Family Secrets is recommended only for the most mature young adults. The ideas about adolescent sexuality presented in the book may be threatening to many readers, and the characters of Peter and Leslie are simply not ones to be emulated. For example, they have a theory that they are, quote, undersexed because they are, quote, 17 and still virgins until last month. There is much general discussion of teen sex. One would assume that all teens, quote, do it. And Leslie and Peter are allowed to make crude statements to adults, which are met only with mild embarrassment. Among the ideas taken for granted in the story are that some marriages might be based on the fact that one partner is a, quote, a good lay. That's not the word they use, but I'm going to say that. That many married adults have affairs on the sides and that since men use women, women should learn to use men. Teens may enjoy the soap opera feel of family secrets, but the book is recommended for Capital letter, very mature readers only. So Kirk has hated it, uh, which seems to be the second review I've read in a row from them that sort of uh, captures what the book is about while also really disliking what it's about. And uh, I'll come on and say I actually kind of agree with the Kirkus review. This book isn't particularly good, but um, not for the reasons that they mention. Uh, certainly... Peter and Leslie have a lot of sex in this book, and 
Uh, it's something that they use to sort of find emotional connection with one another when everything else going on in their lives doesn't give them the sort of emotional fulfillment that they need. So they're finding it in one another. It's not especially healthy and um, not especially interesting either, uh, either as a reader or um, for the characters themselves. And so, so know that going in, there is a lot of sex. It's not particularly interesting. It's not titillating. It's not like there's nothing to really be said about it. Uh, the line that Kirkus mentioned about, you know, they were the only ones who weren't doing it at that age. Um, I feel like that's a fairly common teen thought for uh, young people who are having sex. So maybe when that review was written, that wasn't as openly discussed as it is now, but I feel like that's still a feeling many teens have. Um, so I'm going to leave that aside. That's that's part of the story, but not the most interesting part to me or the thing worth really sort of diving into. What I want to talk about instead are the fact that uh, the story is told in two voices. Leslie is one main character. Peter's the other. They have been vacationing on Fire Island every summer for years and years and years. This is where their families go uh, every summer. And when they turn 17, they finally decide to pursue a physical relationship with one another. Um, they've known each other a long time, but nothing has ever really been more than they know each other. Um, which is interesting because I think one of the biggest flaws in this book is that we as readers don't get to know Leslie or Peter at all. Uh, we get to know perceptions of each of them through the other's voice. So we get to know Leslie as sort of this cold person through Peter, and we get to know Peter through Leslie's perspective that he's just this, you know, he's the youngest child, and poor him, and also the thing that I think I took the most issue with throughout the entire book, he's apparently fat. And this is a thing that comes up over and over again. Um, I mentioned with domestic arrangements, there was some weird stuff in there about body image, about size, about weight, and that it was sort of contextualized with, with the idea of Hollywood and image and perception. In this book, while there are still aspects of performance here, um, it doesn't make sense why there's so much weird, uncomfortable, and just dangerous, I would say, weight talk. Um, Peter is 185 pounds. We get to know that at one point in the book. But um, it keeps coming up about how fat he is, about how he keeps gaining weight, about how um, when he's stressed out, he gains more weight, uh, about how, you know, he if he would just work out better, if he would just eat better, if he would just move himself, he would he would lose that weight and he would be more like his older brothers who are set up as sort of this ideal. And uh, when Leslie's mad at Peter, she refers to him in really unflattering terms about his weight and his body. And um, I kept waiting throughout the book for some kind of turnaround with that. And there is none. So um, I don't know. I was... I was really bothered by that. It it didn't make any sense. Peter's dad is on him. Peter's mom is on him. Peter's girlfriend is on him. And really all we sort of get to know about Peter is that he's fat and that he has older brothers. Um, the story begins at Fire Island when Peter and Leslie are starting their romantic relationship. But really, it's a couple chapters later, we discover that the adults in the story are really the primary focus of the story. So um, it turns out that Peter's father is this 
pretty attractive guy. And Leslie's mother decides that um, she and Peter's father are in love. And she and Leslie's father are going to get divorced. But not only are they going to get divorced, she's then going to marry Peter's father. Uh, that they're going to move in together. And Peter and Leslie can kind of figure it out themselves, who they want to live with, what to make of these relationships. And um, their lives are sort of shattered at this this point in their senior year. And um, it, it's it's strange in this book how the parents are rendered in such immature ways. So um, Leslie's mother is really, really naive and uh, really sort of this romantic who believes this marriage with Peter's father will solve all of her problems where we never really see any problems between her and uh, Leslie's father going on. We do know that Peter's father has sort of a reputation as a, as a ladies man. And um, I come to find out that there are other adults in this story who are also having affairs with other adults. And um, it's very, I don't think it's untrue. So um, as I was reading this, I was thinking about my own family um, situation. When I was young, my parents got divorced in part because my father was having an affair with a younger woman. And uh, when they divorced, he married her pretty quickly. Um, she was somebody who was not related to our family at all. Like we had no connections with her at all. So um, I don't think that it's untrue that affairs happen like this, but it felt like there was a lot going on that um, these adults were dumb, that they were very, very impulsive. And, um, I, I read a little bit into it in terms of like, now that the kids are out of the house or just about out of the house, the adults can kind of revert back to their younger selves because they're losing the big responsibilities that they've had. And yet, um, they aren't sort of taking responsibility for the decisions they're making either. Um, they want the recklessness with, um, out the consequences that come with it. I, I thought it was interesting as I was thinking about this. Um, this is the second book where the adults have really played a major role in the story. Um, and I wonder, this is something I'm going to think about through the next few books as I read. Um, what kind of statement, what kind of layers is Klein trying to um, pack in about adults and adult decision making? Um, in this particular book, I feel like I got to know the adults far more than I got to know the teenagers. Um, this did not really give me any insight into these kids other than they like sex and that their parents are in these weird marriages. Um, Peter is really, really smart. He sort of skips his last semester of high school. He uh, decides to go work for this Nobel, potentially Nobel winning scientist um, that he met through his father, I believe. Uh, there's a lot of connections here. These are Upper West Side kids who, um, they're upper middle class, so there's a lot of connections going on there. Uh, Peter has gotten into Harvard early decisions, so like his life is set. He's pretty much like there. Um, he's fat, he needs to solve that problem for sure. But, um, you know, that's the perception in the story, not my perception. Um, Leslie, on the other hand, is sort of, unsure where she wants to go to school. And so there's a little bit in there about like her decision about where she's going to go, what she wants to do. And, um, 
And she ultimately decides to go to the University of Chicago, where she gets in. And I thought it was it was interesting that both of them got into these very elite schools. There was no concern about money, about how they were going to finance it. And it didn't seem like they ever studied or did work to, like, get into these schools. Like, it just happened. Um, which that sort of perspective is really interesting to think about. This was written in 1985 or published in 1985. And um, I think in today's world, it's a totally different environment getting into either school uh, like that and sort of the the thought process and the work that we see even in um, the teens in today's YA fiction, how much they have to work to get into these schools, even if they are privileged, even if they are um, of the class that would have fewer issues getting in, um, they still have to work for it. Some interesting lines I'm going to read. Um, I, I, I'm stopping here because I don't have a whole lot more to say. This wasn't, wasn't my favorite. I didn't get to know Peter and Leslie very well. I got to know their parents. I didn't care about their parents. I didn't like their parents. Um, and I think part of it is it hit a little close to home in terms of the, the parental divorce and sort of the fallout there. Um, and not being able to connect then with either Leslie or Peter just left me as a reader going, okay, like I have had a similar emotional experience. I want some, some kind of buoy in this story and I didn't get it. So, um, I just found myself also frustrated how much we had to know about Peter's weight. Um, so let's just read some, some lines. There's this particularly great line in, um, this is the Fawcett Juniper paperback edition that I picked up. And page 34, it just says, um, I hate parents who make their private lives a battleground for their children. And uh, that line really struck me. I read that early on. Obviously, it's page 34. And um, I feel like that sort of shaded how I felt about the parents throughout the book. Because they really did make their private lives uh, the battleground for their kids. Um I guess that's really all I have to say about that particular line that struck me. Um, here's sort of Peter's father was talking about the decision to marry Leslie's mother. And he says, quote, I would have waited until you were in college, but these things have their own timetable. If it was just an affair, that would be different. But I really want to marry Aileen. Aileen and have a home with her. I think when you get to know her, you'll understand why. Um, it's interesting that, you know, parents don't want their private lives to be battleground, and yet here we are just a few pages later. Uh, these things have their own timelines, and uh, as we'll discover later on, Peter's father is not necessarily, mm, you know, this isn't his only relationship with another woman. I'll put it that way. Um, despite agreeing to another marriage, there might be additional women on the side. Um, oh, something I did want to mention. One thing I did like, there was a point where Peter and Leslie are having an argument and Peter uses a racial slur and Leslie calls him out on it. And I thought that that was pretty, pretty neat to see in a book from 1985. I wouldn't have expected to see that. And, um... It was where the weight was a real issue. That was something that instead was called out and, and made Peter feel bad about the words he was using. Um, so I give I give kudos to that. I'm flipping through the book trying to figure out what else I want to read just to sort of give an idea. Um, 
Oh, Leslie was mad when her parents were divorced because um, they used to have a housekeeper who did the cooking and she was a great cook. And then, um, well, they can't afford to have her every day, just a couple times a week now. So uh, lots of tears for Leslie over that, of course. There was an interesting conversation about feminism in here that um, I don't know if it ever really got resolved, but they use, they, they use the word feminism. They talked about what being a feminist is, what it isn't. And again, I thought that was pretty uh, radical for a book of this time, using the word, using the language and not really skirting around it. There's a point where Peter talks about Leslie's father being fat, that he's, you know, hopelessly sedentary. Again, not, not, not called out, not um, pushed, just a, just an insult. Um, one of the things that I, I guess this is a thought I'll end with, um, two thoughts I'll actually end with first. Uh, there's been a lot of discussion in the wire world the last, I don't know, half, half decade or so about how very often we don't hear about those with um, uteruses having their periods in YA books. And in this book, Leslie has her period and she seems to have it a lot. Uh, it comes up at least three times in the book, which was, which was nice to see. And, and um, it's not a big deal, but it's brought up and it's not brought up in a way like, what was me? It's just like at one point she and Peter are going to have sex because they have sex all the time. That's their character development. And she says she's at the very end of her period, and it's just like, it's just a thing. Um, it comes up a couple other times where it's just a thing, and I thought that that was uh, worth worth pointing out because I know that that's a thing that a lot of readers really do look for, and so it was nice to see in here. Um, and then my final, I guess, thought about this book is we start the story on Fire Island, but it quickly moves to New York City and... Um, we don't get to see a whole lot of this vacation time, this time when they're away from their normal lives in New York City. And um, it was hard for me not to sort of see this idea of vacation life versus real life um, and how they do and don't work together, how vacation life is one thing that it's where you can have these romances. It's where you can live this life where you're not in the context of your, your everyday existence. Um, you're somebody else or you can be somebody else. And this is true too, as it plays out with, um, Peter's father and Leslie's mother, they have this relationship. They're having it on fire Island. And then when everything moves back to the city, when they're back into their real life, things fall apart because they have all their normal everyday realities to contend with. They have their normal stresses. They have their jobs. They have their homes. They have like the reality of what it is when a relationship breaks up, when multiple relationships break up and new ones form. Um, which I thought was interesting. That was a really interesting um, sort of bigger theme in the book, even if it's not necessarily spelled out as such. That was one of my big takeaways with it. And um, I think, I think I'm going to leave there. This was not my favorite book. I think I've mentioned that a few times. Um, I wrote some less than nice comments in the margins because of the weight stuff. Um, I just flipped to a page where it's like, Peter's father says, my son is very fond of food. You'll have to excuse him. Um, it's just, it's just rude. It's, um, 
I don't understand the image consciousness and the um, rudeness that comes with Peter being 185 pounds, which is not fat. Um, and and sort of the the fact that none of this is pushed back against. So um, I'm hoping the next book will be a little bit better, that I'll be more into it. But uh, that's one of the things I think about reading an author's work is you see where they're really strong, you see where they're weak, you see which books resonate, you see which ones don't. And while I dug Domestic Arrangements, dug it two times having read it, uh, reread it again for this podcast, uh, Family Secrets is one I think I can let go. I don't need to revisit it. I don't need to spend any more time with it. So um, we'll end here. Thanks for tuning in to Hey Why Extra Credit. We'll see you next week for the main podcast and then two in two weeks for another special extra credit edition the book i'll be talking about that week so the week of july 3rd is love is one of the choices so if you want to join me go ahead and grab a copy of that read it and then i will see you again for hey extra credit again in two weeks thank you bye